0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series, where we are talking to entrepreneurs and CEOs all about uh, epic business blenders and everything they learned about uh, you know, those experiences. So, with us in the heart seat today is the founder and CEO of a company called eHospital Hire. That's eHospitalHire.com. Aaron Murray, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. Yes, a fellow Colorado native. (laughs) You could have come to the studio if I'd known that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, um, let's get into the elevator pitch. Um, Erin, what exactly are you guys up to over there?
1: We are up to a unique hybrid model of recruitment. We specialize in providing hospitals with recruitment services. So while a lot of staffing agencies are providing nursing and allied health professionals to hospitals, we're actually extending recruitment teams. Um, We work across the nation and help when hospitals are being built, recruitment teams are short staffed strikes. Uh, Just any time a hospital needs recruitment support, we come in and extend that team.
0: Okay. So are there any hospital at all, or are there different? Is there a sweet spot for you guys?
1: Actually, we love the variety of support that we provide. So we work with uh, any hospital from a community hospital up to I think we have a system that has 20 hospitals within it. So it is definitely a, a different approach for each hospital. And we customize our approach. Um, we tailor it to whatever um, we feel is going to get them to that end goal that they need. And, and one of the things that we do a little bit differently is we have a sourcing team. So we provide sourcing services for hard to fill positions. Um, and that is so unique. Uh, a lot of hospitals are paying top dollar for contingent and retained search, and we come in there with our unique model. You know, we charge by the month and fill multiple positions at a fraction of the cost. So it's awesome. it's definitely a win win.
0: Awesome, sounds fantastic. Always uh, like it when there's nurses in the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you Don't know we. Me?
1: Yeah. yeah it's like-
0: it's actually funny because my my wife and my daughter and we all you know my son and myself we went horse riding on Saturday. And my wife and my daughter got backed off the, their horse and they fell oh, off no. the horse and like hit the ground and shit. Like, and my wife, yeah. I thought my wife had like, you know, broken her shoulder or dislocated it or something. And luckily like my daughter was fine. Uh, but yeah. um, to have great help, you know, it's a, uh, it's a real thing. Cause you know, like when you're in that traumatic time, it's like you, you really want great people.
1: Yeah. You can't even think straight. And with that whole pandemic, a lot of travelers came into play and we noticed hospitals were putting travelers in units they had no experience. And mm. so that's scary when you walk into the emergency department and you have a med surge nurse taking care of you who's trying to figure it out and do the best that he or she can. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Not ideal. Well, no. um, let's get into the meat and potatoes, uh, Aaron of this episode. What is your epic story of fail for our audience around the world today?
1: Uh, well, I think my epic story of fail dates back to the beginning of creating the company and creating this model that I really saw a need for. I I think my reasoning was good. We need, we need a unique model that's affordable to hospitals. But as we grew, I didn't grow with a vision. I grew um, reacting to where we were. So I wasn't planning for where we wanted to go. I was like, here we are. What do we do? And within that, um, I realized later down the road that I was really um, operating from a place where I was at the victim, not the victim, I was at the mercy of the hospital recruitment leadership. So we would come in as experts for either sourcing or full cycle recruitment and we know what we're doing. We know how to do it. We know how to operate in so many different environments. And they had a different vision for us that wasn't really set up for success because we're coming into broken environments and processes are broken. And they expected us to find success within that, which we definitely tried. And sometimes we succeeded. But when you operate at the mercy of someone who is operating within a broken process or system It is very difficult to be as successful as you can be and frustrating. So if things didn't go right, we would be blamed. And it was such a big lesson for me to find my voice and say, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this this way. It doesn't work. I literally just did it last week. It was hard. It was so hard to walk away from business, a really great potential account. But I think they had a lot of respect for us in the end. And they said, you're tweaking our model to such that it doesn't exist anymore and we need to honor what we do and it's not a match. So finding um, finding that voice and that power to say, we know what we do. We know how to do it. You've got to trust us um, was, you know, not doing that, I should say, was my, my failure for mm-hmm. multiple years.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Erin, uh, what uh, have you learned about that? process of finding your own voice and, you know, just telling clients, listen, (laughs) go away. I understand many, I've also walked away from like, you know, six figure deals before because it wasn't right, you know? Um, So, but it takes, it takes something. So what, what is that something? What do you, what have you learned?
1: I learned that it's okay. You know, that you have to trust yourself and you have to trust what you know, and none of us like to fail, right? we do so many things to not fail in our careers and to to walk into something that feels really wrong, I learned I have to trust myself, my team. If somebody comes to me and says, this is not right, I really have to open my mind and hear them out and explore it because we don't want to walk into something that isn't looking like it's set up for success. You never know once you get in there what you're going to find. You don't control a lot of parameters to begin with, so... If you don't go in there thinking you're going to be set up for success, you shouldn't go in. (laughs) That's what I learned. I learned just to trust myself, my team, and what we know. Mm -hmm. Why do you think
0: clients are like that? I mean, if you're being brought in to solve a problem, why do you feel clients always try and shape the thing because of, you know, internal politics and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Like... But why do they do that? Because if you're the experts, I'm paying you top dollar to be an expert to solve a high value problem, which is my people, which is the whole purpose of a business. It's your people. Um, You know, so why do you think clients, some clients are like that?
1: I think there's multiple reasons why people want to micromanage a process. Um, Ego comes into play for sure. And I mean that respectfully. We all have egos. Um, So someone's ego might be getting in the way where they think that they know that it's better or they can't handle the fact that that process might be something that they set up and we're saying this is wrong, the defense comes up, you know, Nope, I did this. It's working. We'll get through it. Fear is another one. Um, Some leaders are afraid it's a trickle down effect where we'll be working with the CHRO who wants to micromanage what our sourcing team's doing. And we're like, you don't need to do this. We do it, but they're they've got a relationship with the CEO where they're selling us and they're afraid we're going to fail. They're afraid for us. And so, uh, that comes into play, but yeah, I mean, I think those two things are probably uh, big one's fear and ego. So Aaron,
0: if you yeah. could get into the Matt Brown show time machine and with the luxury of hindsight and now with what you now do, um, what would you do differently? like if you if you could go back in time to like if you think about one of the first times a client was kind of like micromanaging your own system and diluting the thing down and whatever, when you think about that first experience, like what would you do differently and why?
1: Pick up the phone is probably the first thing I would do. Stop emailing back and forth and changing a process, get on the phone, meet face to face if you can, and talk it through and really hear, the client, when you can hear where someone else is coming from, you can then identify like, is this an ego that I'm dealing with that would be really hard to work with? Or is this a person who has genuine fear that they're going to spend a lot of money and we're going to fail and that this is going to come back on them. Mm -hmm. So I would pick up the phone. I would talk through what their concerns are. I, like I said, I just did this last week and we came to the conclusion that at this time, we're just not a match for each other. Um, and that felt really sad. I felt really sad for the company to walk away from it, but I felt really uh, relieved for myself, for the team, that we weren't taking on something that was going to just truly stress us all out, and honestly, wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. So have have a, a louder voice, I guess. You know, I I stayed quiet. I took projects that I never should have taken. Um, I've learned to do research too, more research on the front end before we even get into proposal where I can look at that marketplace. I can look at the industry, the crime rate, things like that. And really what are they trying to, to achieve to see like how possible is this, where, where is this hospital and can we help them?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Aaron, what is your advice to other CEOs uh, today about the importance of failing or failure in becoming a successful CEO or business?
1: Yeah, I think, again, ego, check your ego, really open up your mind and ask yourself, what role did you play in this failure so you can try to move forward on a better path that's going to serve you and your team?
0: Mm -hmm. And what about books, tools, and resources, Erin, that you recommend to other CEOs?
1: Ooh, okay, so I have a favorite, Cy Wakeman. Do you know Cy Wakeman?
0: No, who's that? Okay,
1: so she is an HR coach, an HR guru. And I have learned so much from my coach who facilitates her teaching. And she um, she has taught me to stay in questioning, to give people the benefit of the doubt, to not create stories. And when I start creating stories in my head about what's going on here, I edit the story and you find out very little is real of the story you just created in your head, the conversation you're having with someone in the future. To stop doing that. Um, she has two books. Of course, I'm forgetting the name of maybe she has three books. I read them all multiple times. They used to sit right on my desk as a reminder. And the the one that I like the most honestly is called No Ego. I learned so much about how our egos come into play in the business, in our personal life, even if it's just this so um slight that, you know, I'm not talking about someone coming in puffing out their chest and saying, I know everything. I mean, it's, it's very subtle. So love the books by Cy Wakeman. Um, and listening to Brene Brown, I I love some of her stuff. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. My wife's a huge Brene Brown fan. Massive. Well, um, Aaron, thank you so much. That does conclude your time in the hot seat today. I appreciate you and congrats on your uh, recent events. Don't know if you can, can mention anything just yet.
1: I sure can. Yeah, I we can. Um, recently merged with Health Advocates Network, which is a much larger company than ours. They have about a thousand employees. They're located in Boca Raton. And it's an amazing merger because they provide all of the clinical and non-clinical staffing to hospitals, correctional systems across the country and schools. And we provide the recruitment. So it's an amazing match as we Try to reduce hospitals' reliance on contingent labor, which is costing us so much money. Mm-hmm. We come in and we can complement the services that they offer by offering our recruitment services. So it was very smart on their end. Nice yeah. one,
0: nice transaction. Get in
1: there. Yeah. Well done. Yeah.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> right. Well, um, Aaron. Well, obviously, you know, this. I suppose this is a. The, the. I suppose now you can do a whole lot more, can't you? Um, yeah. And again. so, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see where you guys scale to now. So. Very uh, exciting. Very exciting.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Anytime. Everybody else, we'll see you all again soon. Ciao.